Hello and welcome to African Jeopardy. My name is Ife and I'm recording from Peter Wim in Scotland. Today we're going to be discussing fisheries closed season in Ghana. What is it and how does it affect fisher folk? And we have, you know, the right person to talk to us about this topic today. We have Nana Quenya who is the current national president of the Canoe and Fishing Gear Owners Association of Ghana, Kafgoak, representing Canoe and Gear Owners in Ghana's four coastal regions. He serves as a steering committee member of CASA Initiative Ghana, representing the Fisheries Coalition and advocates for sustainable fisheries. Previously, he represented Ghana as the youth leader at the African Confederation of Professional Organization of Artisanal Fishers, CAOPA, from 2020 to 2022. With a background as a small-scale fisher and a graduate of the University of Cape Coast, Nana Kweja, I hope I'm getting the pronunciation right, has dedicated his life to advocating for the active participation of fishers, particularly canoe owners, women, and youth in fisheries governance and management. He also focuses on promoting safety, health, fishers' welfare, and community resilience in the face of climate change and declining fisheries. Nana, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity to speak about fisheries and artisanal fisheries in Ghana. Thank you. So before I ask you my first question, I'd like to sort of give a, an overview or a preamble so our listeners would understand the importance of fisheries for the local population in Ghana. In 2016, the Ministry of Fisheries reported that Small-scale fisheries or small-scale fisheries, yeah, small-scale fisheries employs an estimated 107,518 fishers. Predominantly, these people are men. And then 1.9 million processors and traders. Predominantly, these people are women. And the fisheries production by the small-scale fishers represents an estimated 80% of the total annual marine catch by volume. So this tells you, gives an idea of the important contribution of the small-scale fishery sector. And then when it comes to the closed season, since 2013, the tuna fleets have been observing a two-month closed season under the recommendation of the International Commission for the Conservation of Atlantic Tuna, ICAT. And then in 2016, the industrial vessels observed the first ever closed season, but this time it was one month. And subsequently from 2017, it has been two months. Then in 2019, the artisanal fishers started observing closed season. And of course, they did not observe one in 2020 due to, cold, um, due to the COVID. And closed season was introduced primarily to reduce excessive pressure and over-exploitation 
of Ghana's fish stock. But we also understand that it's not, it's not as simple as saying there's fisheries closure and this would help us to restore the fish stock. And this is why we're having this conversation with you today, Nana. So can you tell us what is closed fishing or what is closed fishing season and how does it affect fisher folk like yourself and the others that you know? Thank you very much once again. As you rightly said, artisanal fisheries plays key role in Ghana's development and economic development as well, or in particular. And looking at the number of fishers that are engaged and other processes that are also engaged in the value chain. And the fact that generally fisheries contribute to food security, contribute to poverty eradication and job creation. Close season, as you mentioned, we understand is a biological rest period. And that is what the scientists have been telling us. That it is a period where fishing is banned to allow gravid fish to spawn and to let every fish spawn at least once before harvesting. And that is the case in Ghana. And this is believed to increase the reproductive output of the fish population. You know, if you look at the 2015-2019 management plan, the Fisheries Commission reported overfishing and the fact that excessive fishing pressure is an issue. Same is repeated in the 2022-2026 Marine Fisheries Management Plan. And close season has been identified as one of the management measures uh, aimed at fish stock recovery. But it is important to understand that the benefit of the close season uh, do not reside in its name, but in its implementation. In the sense that the close season might be an effective management measure, but depending on how it is implemented. In our case in Ghana, the biological period, the scientists say, is July, August, September. Meaning for us to have the benefit of the close season, it should be observed within this biological period. But this biological period of July, August, September, by the scientists, is also the economic period of the fishes. So whilst the scientists will want this period to be left without fishing, it is the period where our bumper harvest is realized. And in fact, before the onset of close season, we have been observing our bumper harvest within this period, July, August, September. Although 
we acknowledge the declining catch in recent times. That means that fishers have issues with the implementation of the close season. Although we agree that the Fisheries Commission, and for that matter, the Ministry of Fisheries and Aquaculture Development mm-hmm. has to undertake some measures to halt the decline in fisheries, reverse the decline, and then rebuild the fishery. Now, if you look at Section 84 of the Fisheries Act 625, which allows the commission and for that matter, the ministry to declare close season. It talks about the character and form that the close season should take, or it attempts to talk about. But if you look at the provision carefully, it somehow even suggests that it ought to be a close area or it can be close area. But then looking at the nature of our fisheries and probably considering other factors, the Fisheries Commission of Ghana and the ministry prefers to observe a moratorium on fishing entirely. Mm. But then if you look at section 42, 1A of the same act, Act 625, which talks about fisheries management plan, it stresses the fact that the plan should be based on best available scientific information. Mm-hmm. So if the close season is part of management measures in the management plan, then it should be the case that the implementation of the close season is as well based on best available scientific information. In our particular case as fishers, the scientific information we think must not be only biological assessment or whatever of the fishery, but the impact of the implementation on the socioeconomic well-being of the fishes. Because conservation, after all, is not for its own sake, but for the people. And so the welfare of the people must as well be a priority in the implementation of the close season, just as the regulation, uh, sorry, the provisions in section 42 of Act 625 specifies. Now, what are some of the issues that we have as fishers or as resource users? The period for the closure is an issue. Mm. Information about the closure is an issue. Mm. Preparations towards the closure is an issue. Social protection during the closure, IEU overfishing, destructive fishing practices, and transparency in the gains of the closure and the general implementation of the closed season. Mm. Now, if you look at the period for the closure, as I said earlier on, we are implementing the closed season within the biological period. 
and the biological period coincide with the economic period of the fishes. Then it means that by implementing the close season within the economic period of the fishes, it will affect the income of the fishes negatively. And in the face of already declining fisheries and declining income of fishes, if we are to observe close season within the economic period, which will further affect uh, uh, income of the fishes, then we should anticipate hardship and uh, the other, other, other stress that comes with fall in income of, uh, of human. Okay. Thank you so much. I mean, I want to pick you up on, on one of the things you've said, and it's very important for us to actually understand it from the perspective of that scientific period and then make sense of the logic of it. Because I've also seen data, although this is from 1986 to 1991, and then 1969 to 1992, that talks about food for fish and sort of focusing on the fact that the peak period is like August, right? However, trying to make sense of why we are deciding that July to 1st of August would be the close season for artisanal fishers and July to September for um, industrial is something that is very important because if you notice, when the close season started for um, industrial fishers, industrial vessels, in 2016, the one month was in November. And then in 2017 and 2018, the two months that they had for 2017 was in February to March. And then in 2018, January to February. So does this mean then that there has been recent scientific research to prove or to show that the best period for this is July and not the previous data or the previous months that they were using when they did it for industrial vessels, first in 2016 and subsequently 2017 and 2018. Because now, of course, they've moved everything for industrial vessels as well to July to September. So, I mean, this is something that I think there's a need for clarity around. And and what you said about transparency would allow people to actually be more accepting of the justification and motivation around the dates for the close season because if it coincides with as you noted the economic period of fishers and then the biological period then it means that bigger preparation is needed in ensuring that there are means to ameliorate the suffering of the hundreds i mean thousands of fishers that are going to be affected and then millions of um processors and traders that are indirectly or directly going to be affected at the same time. So the question around implementation then is, how has the implementation been, given that Ghana has at least 300 landing sites? I mean, what's the practicality around the um, implementation of the close season? At least you've, you've, you've observed this since 2019, and so you have uh, some sort of experience as a fisher folk. Yeah, thank you. Uh, if you look at the... Uh, the instances that you were citing, uh, trying to do that in November for the industrial fishers, coming to February and March in some other years, 
and finally come into uh, uh, July. So it tells that some effort has been made to identify which month was appropriate. And for industrial fishers to go through it like that, probably they have been engaged and they agree that these times are okay for us. And looking at the nature of their operations, in the case of artisanal fishes, our the nature of our operation is different from that of the industrial fishes. And ours is more static. That is why I am able to say that we have our economic period mm. between July, August, and September. So now if finally data points to the fact that uh, the close season will be beneficial when it is observed within this economic period, then it is important for the discussion to be elevated from not just the conservation, but to the welfare of the fishes. And that brings the issue of what kind of preparations are made. Because whilst we are observing the close season, it shouldn't be the case that fishes are pushed into poverty, pushed into hardship, pushed into vulnerability. So then comes uh, the issue of preparation and then social protection within the period. But as you said, uh, we have a stretch as, as, as many as uh, about 300 landing beaches and 200 uh, fishing communities. And it is marvelous. I think we have to commend the fishes that compliance has been almost 100%, very high compliance mm. on the part of the fishes. And that tells you that generally the fishes appreciate the situation and are willing to support efforts by the commission and the ministry in halting the decline, reversing, and then uh, rebuilding the stock, for which reason fishers are able to uh, agree and observe the closure. In 2019, when we observed the first closure, no relief items were shared among fishers, but still compliance was high, though it was the first time of observing the closure. The compliance was almost 100%. So it goes to confirm the fact that fishers are ready to collaborate with the regulator and the policymakers in managing and governing the fishery. Now, subsequent ones in 20. Uh, 21 and 2022 uh, attempts were made by the ministry to support fishers uh, with relief items. Though inadequate, it is a good start to appreciate the fact that within the fisheries fraternity, the resource users, it is important for some people to be supported. Uh, the challenge we have with the distribution of the relief items is the fact that it is not much targeted. Mm-hmm. It is not much targeted. So uh, the the likelihood of the most needed people not getting is high. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you come into at the various landing beaches, we have the canoe owners, we have the crew, and we have some old fishers, retired fishers, and some other people who depend on these active fishers. Now, uh, the canoe owner may not necessarily need 
the the rise on oil that is shared. Hmm. But the crew and those people who come to the labor on daily basis badly need these relief items. So if we are not targeted enough to get those people to receive the relief items, then it has not been equitable enough. And these are some of the uh, the, the issues regarding the distribution. Now, the, 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 the amount, the, the value, the quantum of item that is distributed within the period is also something that the ministry and stakeholders will have to take a second look at and possibly improve upon what is being done. And notwithstanding, some of us are of the view that it is time for the ministry and the government to consider some financial support to fishers during the closure. Because in the face of growing economic hardship in the, in the country and then uh, the, the decline in fishes, as we all know, uh, the relief item of rice and oil, which is not enough for uh, the crew, is totally not enough for the fishes as well. So it is important for us, for, for, for stakeholders, to, to, to discuss this extensively and consider giving financial uh, uh, assistance to fishers during the, the period. That will mean that we will have to improve on data on the fishers and then uh, we'll be able to know who qualifies to assess such supports. And it is something that must be considered urgently if we want to sustain the implementation of the close season. Because uh, as hardship grows, as people become more concerned about, they are likely to agitate. And when agitations grow uh, higher, uh, it, it, it will put the implementation of the closes in, in a bad light. And the politicians will always respond to the cry of the people, especially uh, when it is closer to elections and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if we really want to sustain the implementation of the closes, because there have been some discussions about attempt to even uh, increase the duration of the close season from the one month to two months. And I remember in those days, the scientific and technical working group, uh, which was under the sustainable fisheries management project at then times, we understand recommended a three month closure, July, August, September. Hmm. But then, uh, because it was it was new, and the ministry and the commission looked at the economic situation, and then decided to observe or start with the one month in the hope that going forward we'll be able to uh, engage and see the possibility of increasing the duration. So, and we also understand from the scientists that the duration will have to increase to for us to, uh, uh, you know, experience 
greater benefit or maximize the benefit of the closure. Because even with the July closure, we are told closure in August will rather give or will give more, will yield more positive results mm. than closure in July. Yeah, so for some reasons, some economic reasons, they have to consider July for now. So at the back of their mind, probably they 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 want to consider increasing the duration. And if you have been following uh, the news uh, in, in Ghana, you realize that there has been on two occasions, if 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 I am not wrong, that the minister for fisheries and aquaculture development has said something that the general public has interpreted that to be an attempt to increase their duration, mm. Mm. which the military had to come and clarify. Now, mm. yeah, because prior to the 2022 closure, uh, there was this suggestion that we also have the minor upwelling in January, February, thereabouts, and mm. it is possible to consider another one-month closure there. Uh, recently, the Honorable Minister in one of the media engagements talked about the fact that some fishers have even asked for extension of the closure from the one month to the two months. So you see that uh, that conversation uh. is within that corridor and probably how to uh, bring that to the fishers and make that open and go ahead is where the challenge is. So if we really want to, uh, uh, as the scientists say, uh, experience the benefit of the close season by extending the closure period, then we'll have to consider some financial assistance to the fishers. And when that is done and the fishers are well cushioned, they are able to take care of themselves within the period, then you can even consider doing more. Because as long as they have something to depend on, uh, they are commitments which they have, we have demonstrated in terms of their voluntary compliance with the closure. It's, a, it's an indication that, yes, we support management measures aimed at uh, rebuilding the fishery. But that should not be done at the expense of the welfare of the fisher. In my earlier statement, I was talking about the fact that information on the closure uh, on the implementation of the crew season is limited. For instance, if the scientific and technical working group then proposed three months, July, August, September, what was the plan? How long are we implementing the one-month closure? At what point are we considering adding or extending the time? Uh, how, when should we begin to um, consider uh, the gains. Uh, you know, it has been said over and over that the one-month close season uh, will not do magic. We will have to do the closure for some number of years before we can uh, witness or begin to uh, 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 take stock of the gains of the closure. The question now is, for how long should fishers observe the closure to witness the changes that is expected uh, to come along with the implementation of the closure. So some of these information are not available to the fisher. One important thing I will have to stress also is that observing the closure in July means 
drift girl net canoes cannot go to fishing and indirectly have collapse mm. because the DGN canoes fish largely in the month of July. Mm. So consistently observing closure in the month of July means year by year they are not able to work. So that's a sector or subsector is collapsed now because uh, it is a year uh, they, they fish within that within July in the whole of the year largely. So if year by year we are observing closure in the month of July and they are not able to fish, then it means uh, you cannot continue uh, uh, fishing with the DGN. So they are almost wiped out. So these are some of the issues regarding the period for the closure, the, the, the kind of preparation that are required, and the information on the closes in the social protection for the fishers, and general transparency uh, around the implementation of the closes. Okay. Thank you so much. I mean, in, in sort of responding to all this, you've also indirectly made recommendations on what needs to be done differently. Um, but just to conclude, because as the close season is obviously something that is going to start from the first, which is on Saturday, um, the conversation will continue to be ongoing. But I noticed when you were talking about what is being allocated, and this is me trying to highlight that issue of fairness, you know, equity and justice in the process of conservation. You mentioned um, rice and oil. And I know in the past, I've been to Ghana in, during the close season in 2021, and I noted how people were not really happy about it in terms of the impact it's having on them, in terms of how they felt that the things that was promised to them was not given to them. And the reality is that there's no government. We've just noted that about 10% of the Ghanaian population rely directly or indirectly to fishery, on, on fisheries. The government simply cannot afford to provide for everyone at this time. That is the reality. And, and, and when we also then talk about what is being given to the fishermen, because they are at the forefront and we notice that this is affecting them. What about the women? We noted the figure majority of the 1.9 million people as of 2016 that are fish processors and traders are women. So what about them? What will be given to them? Or would they rely on on imported fish, which is likely not going to be enough, given that 70 to 80% of the local fisheries production is also for local consumption? So what happens for that period? So the question then is, is there likely to be, do you think, as a fisher yourself, is there any alternative other than what is currently being proffered? Because I've also listened to conversations around, oh, certain fishers are asking for more close season. And I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> I've been to different regions and it looks like I'm speaking to different people that are actually not the ones that are calling for more. And whilst there might be people thinking that one month is not enough, the reality is that one month is already affecting a lot of people. So the 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 idea that more people are calling for two months close season doesn't seem realistic. And this is also where the point about transparency is important. If if the government is open to the fishers and having a conversation with them, 
then they can have a consensus on what can work for all because the government, in all honesty, I feel, cannot afford to compensate everyone. They genuinely cannot afford. No government can afford to do that, not even in Europe, where you have like over 3 million people and you're compensating them to be able to observe closely. So do you think that there are there could be other practical alternative means is there lessons or are there lessons that we could potentially learn from previous practices? Are there, you know, conversations between fishers around what other things that can be explored if the idea that close season is something that affects them and they cannot, you know, abide by without necessarily affecting their source of livelihood or without necessarily affecting them for that period? Yeah, thank you. And uh, I think uh, this has been mentioned in the past. And I want to begin with that of the women. In the distribution of the relief item, the rice and oil, from the last two years that I have observed, some attempts have been made to give women a share of that. Mm-hmm. But it's still the issue of targeting because for what I witness, some women who identify with NAFTA, the, the processors association, mm-hmm. something, some bags of rice was presented to them for the women. Mm-hmm. But the question is, is every woman or every woman part of NAFTA? Mm. The answer is no. Is there data on the women which will tell how much rice or quantities should be given to them? No data like that. So you see that some attempts are made, but because it is not targeted enough, it is as well not equitable. I agree also that government meeting the needs of everybody will be difficult. And that would mean that implementation of the closing need some further discussion so that fishes input can be considered, fishes input can be considered in the whole implementation process to ensure that fishes are not pushed into hardship within the period. There is the issue of preparation towards the closure. Fishers will want to fish, save for the closure. Unfortunately, prior to the closure, fishers don't get access to Fuel. You know, in Ghana, we use the government subsidized premise fuel. For over a year now, supply has been very erratic. And prior to the closure, there's no supply. In fact, if you have been following the news once again, you will learn that tanker drivers have even gone on strike meaning we have only days to the closure, but tanker drivers who are supposed to supply the fuel, 
are on strike. Then it means even if the product is available, you will not have the tankers to supply. This affects preparation of the fishes. So if the fishes are not able to prepare well, then it becomes difficult to cope with the situation during the closure. Uh, I had a chance to listen to the Honorable Minister prior to the 2022 close season, and she reported that as high as 86% of the fishes has only fishing as livelihood activity. Mm. And over 90% expects government support during their closure. So the number is huge, meaning the alternative and supplementary livelihoods that we have been talking about is something that has to start far earlier and mm. not during the closure period. Because if you listen to what the, some stakeholders are saying, currently we have a, a GFRA program that seeks to train young uh, girls and boys, I mean youth, in some trade, apprenticeship and stuff, which is very good. But that cannot be a, a, a close-season intervention because if we really want this to be a close-season intervention, then fishers should have been trained earlier. So for, for, the, the, for the benefit of our listeners, uh, GFRA is the Ghana Fisheries Recovery Activity, which is a U.S. Uh, aid-funded project, yeah? Yeah. So fishers should have been trained far earlier to enable them to practice the trade whilst they are off fishing and not learning the trade uh, during the closure period. And in any case, that program is targeted at young people who are not necessarily fishers. Mm. So it is important for some deeper engagement on alternative supplementary livelihood activities for fishers, well-programmed so that during the closure, fishers can actually practice to survive. It is also important for us to consider some, uh, I don't know how to call it, though, but, you know, if, you, if there can be a collaboration between the industrial, the, the manufacturing sector, mm-hmm. and then the fishery sector, to allow some people to offer some hands, you know, during that one month yeah. at the at the at the factories who may need uh, some hands to to work with. Yeah, I think. It so is this something- is, I guess, a case of uh, broader collaboration between the private sector and the government, which is something that could be another way of. Because, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because we must find something for the fishers to do within that period. And that will take the burden of government providing support for the fishers. That will take that burden away. Because with this collaboration between the private sector, it's well in place to allow fishers to migrate from the fishing to some other uh, 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 occupation or engagements and come back 
during uh, when fishing resumes. It will it will help fishers to uh, get some income, while the government is also relieved of the pressure of providing support for the fishers. And okay. you can also consider promoting ecotourism in the fishing communities within that period so that some fishers can find some activities. Yes, we are not going for fishing. What some, what other activities can we do around the ocean that can bring, uh, uh, money to the fishers? It is also important for us to relook at the implementation of the closure and probably to consider, uh, closing areas or banning uh, landing of some species so that it will not be total uh, uh, ban on fishing, but uh, no uh, closure targeted at some species to allow others to fish. Because when you ban fishing, it actually affects the local economies because mm. fishing drive the local economies of the fishing communities. And all other activities within the fishing community depends on fishing. So once you are observing the one-month closure, then almost all activity, all economic activities are brought to a halt in the fishing communities, which also tend to affect the local economies. Incidents of crime and social vices tend to be high during this period. So it is important for us to consider the implementation of the cruise season and look at how smart it can be so that we wouldn't totally ban fishing, probably, but to close some areas or to target some specific species and then some fishing activities can as well go on. That will probably all depend on what uh, the science will also say, as they always say, that fishing is not science. And if it is science, then the science on, it impacts on the fishes, their well-being, their households, resilience, vulnerability mm-hmm. must also be part of the science <laughs> so that it will not be worse off during the implementation of the closed season. Okay, well, thank you so much, Kanye. And on that note, I want to say thank you so much. And we're actually going to be having a lot of this conversation because, as you would already know, Cote d'Ivoire is joining Ghana for the first time with the, in the closed season from 1st of July. And we're going to be learning about the practicality and how it's going to be affecting different people. Importantly, um, I'm starting my Pew Research in Ghana, with Ghana as a case study to understand the impact of closism, but also what lessons we can learn from local ecological knowledge. And I'm actually excited about collaborating with CAVGORG on this, you know, the people that are directly affected and other fishers to understand better what the impact of closism are and what other solution can we explore to ensure an equitable way of conserving marine fisheries, not just in Ghana, but across Western Central African countries. So at this point, thank you so much for joining me, for your time, for being generous, and for really educating us more about the impact of close season and generally what the close season is in Ghana. Thank you. Thank you very much.